Are we ready? Ham! <laughs> Ham and turkey! Jeez. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the NYC Godcast. We are jingling all the way into the month of December. Are we? We jingling or no, we jingling? Need, like, <laughs> we need a bell right there. Well, after the Thanksgiving, it's no, jingling. jingling. <laughs> Jiggle all the way. We do. Oh. No, no. no. Oh, bad. oh, bad. So this month, we're taking a look at the holiday series called Trading Spaces. Mm-hmm. So what are your guys' favorite um, Christmas smells? Do you have a favorite Christmas smell? Pine cones when you walk into Michael's. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'd have yes, to agree. That's, kind that's, of specific. Yeah, but, uh, that's, 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 yeah. So not real ones. No. No, because no, they don't smell like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 true. Yeah. yeah. No, they get sprayed. Like that's unanimous. You guys don't have your own No, that is it. It's like a spice. I'm going to go with that. Smell. Yeah. Really? That's... that's like the smell of Christmas. It is, it is. Mm-hmm. It's probably Log. official. Log. Nog. Nog. Log. Jamie's and Michael sniffing the pine cone. CJ's out the parking lot sniffing the log he found under the car. <laughs> I'm going to say, car. well, <laughs> be honest, there's a forest in Michael's parking lot. I don't know. Someone drunk it behind them. I don't know. I, like, what about baked goods? Christmas baked goods? Those like cookies? Nice. Yeah, pie? Like, sugar? I prefer eating them to smelling them. I think they smell rather nice. Cinnamon is like a, I think well, Christmas We cinnamon. do make homemade rock candy sometimes in like the peppermint ones. Yeah, peppermint, candy that will, canes. That will clear out your senses. Pine cones. Yeah. Y'all are boring. I think the pine cones though is like a consistent yeah. Christmas Yeah, like you walk in Christmas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the baking night, if they're not baking it, it that day, you or not. Smell it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but the... Not everybody's baking is the same. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, some of you should not sniff. Mm, yeah. So, have you guys ever watched the show Dirty Jobs? Yes. Have you guys yes. Have yes. Y'all I've watched, watched that? it several times on your guys' couch. Okay. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> Did you know about it? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so, it's on the Discovery Channel. I honestly don't even think it's on the air anymore. I, I don't, don't think, think. So. No. I think that it's been off for a while. But basically, the premise is uh, that the host, Mike Rowe, uh, would go and do the absolute dirtiest, most rank, most disgusting jobs that no one wanted to do. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like a sewer inspector. He'd go into septic tanks and work down there. We're talking about cleaning up roadkill on Mm -hmm. major highways. We're talking about a worm dung farmer. Mm -hmm. These were filthy, funky (laughs) jobs that no one wanted to do and Micro went and did them on the show. It's a thing. It was an episode. You said farmer. Like he was cleaning up the... Worm like, dung farmer. Dumb farming. Farming. What's the difference? He's Are you farming dung farmer? <laughs> Are you farming dung? Worm dung farmer. Like, that's what he is. Is He's a worm dung farmer. <laughs> Wait, whoa. <laughs> this is amazing. Okay, You're right. losing the forest to the trees, folks. It doesn't matter. It happened in real life, I promise. <laughs> I want to go back to cleaning up roadkill because when I first moved to Ohio, I noticed that all the roadkill was always on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so it's made me think, like, so was it their last breath to get out the road, not to get to the gate <laughs> Two like, more inches. Or it's so much time to walk down the road and go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, if they went that far, they might as well just. Yeah, it's fine. Just or thought. we didn't tell you, New Jersey folks, the polite thing is if you hit an animal, you scoot, you scoot, you get out of your car and you scoot him. Oh, that's that the polite you thing. Now you're a horrible person. And I'm horrible. Okay. Because... We've only done that with deer. Everything else fed for themselves. Really? I've never, yeah, like I've never I'm not going no, to you've move hit it. deer and moved them? Yeah. Like you're out there you hauling a half dead deer? You can't leave it in the you road? Yeah. But that's we call the sheriff. The sheriff asks you if you want it. We say no because... They really ask that. Yeah, yeah they do ask you that. Have you never hit a deer? No. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
I've never, I've never hit any animal. Yeah, no, like. Well, like what I envision is like James driving. She hits it and slightly scathes it. He's not dead. He's laying there twitching. He's to She's trying to yank him across the road, and he's like, "No, I'm still alive. I want to try to live some more. I want to prance away." She's yanking on his leg. If he's doing this in the road, you back up and you do it again. Like I'm not kidding. Apparently, there's a whole set of rules of this that. So now you know what to do when you hit a deer. Yeah, I did not know we were going to learn so much today in the first About deer. Yeah, you really guys move the deer off the road? Yeah, you have to. Like, they, uh, yeah, you they, can't they, leave a deer in the road. Yeah, so like the sheriff comes yeah. again. They ask you if you large. want the meat, and okay. we didn't want it. And so like my dad and him moved it onto the side. That's oh. crazy. I, I didn't. hit a deer once, mm-hmm. and then it flew over into the other lane, and it was laying there, and then this lady was coming the other way. <laughs> So I'm like trying to I beam her to, to warn her, but then because I hit the deer first, my lights weren't working anyway. So she ran over the deer again. Okay. That deer had a very bad day. So and then like I I like I look at the deer and he's like not budging at all. I'm like, oh man, he got hit twice in one day. Like that, that's horrible. So I was like, oh, probably I, dead. I, so I was like, let me call nine one one, and I because. You know, my car was seizing and everything. So I called 911, yada, yada, yada. And I look up again, and the deer's gone. <laughs> the lady wanted it. She just put it in the trunk. Throw it. Like, what? No, she kept going. Oh, like, okay. She didn't even like. She was like, no, I don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys drive on the same road? I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, Jamie's so... on the phone with the sheriff. There's a guy here with no headlights. I'm going to just take the deer with me. <laughs> He's not clinging. <laughs> but, um. So the officer finally shows up because mm-hmm. I was there for a while. But anyway, so he's like, so where's the deer at? And I'm like, I don't know. I hit it. And, you know, finally it was a lady because she, after she ran over, she had stopped, like, mm-hmm. because the bottom of her car was all mm-hmm. messed up and yep. everything, obviously. But so, like, we go over to, like, the side of the road because I'm thinking, like, well, maybe he just hobbled a few more feet mm-hmm. and that deer was nowhere wow. to be seen. He had adrenaline. He was like gone. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So dirty jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether yeah, he his... farms worm dung or was a farmer of worm dung, mm-hmm. he did jobs nobody else wanted. Yeah. And so in amazement and horror and with a queasy stomach, viewers would tune in to see this TV personality and he would lower himself to do the mm-hmm. most ranked jobs episode after episode after episode. So the show reminded all of us that although no one wants to do it, the fact is someone must do the dirty jobs Mm -hmm. in order for the rest of us to go on living our daily lives. So how about Christmas? Uh, So Christmas is such an easy time to get all wrapped up in the glistening, the sparkle, the sweet smells of pine cone, apparently, uh, and and the surrounding Mm -hmm. holiday cheer. But during the month of December, our world, it, it becomes covered in twinkling lights and tons of tinsel. But have we forgotten that the first Christmas was filthy? And that's kind of what we're going to talk about this month. The first Christmas was filthy. So if you've been in church for any time at all, you've heard this before. You know the story so well that it's become boring. But do we realize that the grand climactic moment that all of the world had long awaited for for nearly 4,000 years, every word of scripture had pointed to this moment when God's very own son, Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, would finally be born. And ironically, this moment that everyone waited for for so long and every verbiage of scripture points to, it takes it takes place in the most peculiar of places, mm-hmm. most unexpected. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Exalted One, the name above all names, God himself in the flesh, who wrote his own story, mind you, mm-hmm. chose to leave the perfection of heaven, catch this, to be born in a barn. Mm-hmm. Now, we have to realize that this wasn't a, a cozy, cutesy stable with singing sheep and smiling stars. Yeah. That's not, it wasn't an nativity yeah. like we see today, right? That's not where Jesus like was born. Like the one that you set up 
for your house. Right. <laughs> like, like, in the like, oh, like you, you have it in your yard. The cutesy little Mary you Joseph. I know. I wasn't going to say that. But <laughs> <laughs> they're like smiling. Yeah. They're all, oh. I'm going to throw you under the bus. I'm not going to tell you that I gave you that bus. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that, but that's how it came out. She Would was, you drag me off I the know, road? <laughs> your leg. The severed leg. <laughs> Uh, so this was a barn. Yeah. The, like yeah. we're Ohio folks, we get barns. Yeah. <laughs> we get they don't anything. smell good. We get barns. So he was born in a barn, a stable filled with animals mm-hmm. and with animal food, and with what happens after animals eat food. Dumb. God, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. You did earlier. Uh, yes, but I'd farmer and worm attached to it. <laughs> so God, le- catch this. God left the streets of gold for muddy ground. Mm-hmm. He left the seas of jasper for smells of dung. Does yeah. that make you feel better? Yes, it does. Thank you. God stepped down from the perfection of heaven, the most clean, pristine, such a perfect paradise that it's totally incomprehensible mm-hmm. for the likes of possibly the most smelly, the most mm-hmm. putrid, the most gross environment known to man at that kind. Do we get that the first smells that Jesus would have ever smelled would have been manure? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can we say that? The very first things to ever enter his baby nostrils were manure. Mm-hmm. The first sight his little eyes ever would have opened to see would have been animals covered in fleas and flies. Yeah. And he's swatting and crying, right? They could have been crawling on him. Mm-hmm. His birth was not sterile. Mm-hmm. His birth, his crib was not comfortable. The reason for all of it was that Jesus himself came to trade us spaces. Mm-hmm. So God could have chosen any place, any palace for this newborn baby to be born in. Mm-hmm. He could have spoken a hospital into the middle of Bethlehem and bam, the hospital of Bethlehem would have been there. Mm-hmm. God, who can do all things, was not lacking any ability to give Jesus a comfortable environment. Do we grasp that? Mm-hmm. And yet he placed the baby in a barn. <laughs> and all of, like, you look at the stars and you're like, wow, God is so creative. Mm-hmm. And then he puts Jesus in a barn. In a manger. In a barn. Yeah. In a barn. Yeah. And it's not even like a barn like we would think of today. No, even. it was no, worse. No. Yeah, because yeah. like back then they didn't take care of animals yeah. like what like a lot of people do nowadays. It's not like you're going through a process and they're like mostly clean yeah. Yeah. Brushing them like, every this day. is like this they is, didn't care. Like these are just was, animals. Yeah, though. this is that's where he was born. And so it's almost like God makes a giant statement here in his birth. It's almost like he says, I came to do the dirty work that no one else will do mm-hmm. in order that you may go on living. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of the proclamation of Jesus's birth. Mm -hmm. And so this month, our hope is to just kind of open our eyes and recognize that God, God here in the birth of Jesus gives us a mission statement, if you will, of the life Mm -hmm. of Jesus. God in flesh indeed traded heaven's perfection for a stinky stable on the day of his birth. However, Jesus goes on to live for 33 perfect years. Mm -hmm. He becomes a man. And during that time, never once did he have a single bad attitude. Mm Mm-hmm. Not even on Monday? Not even on Monday. (laughs) Not one single bad attitude. Not one single misspoken word. Mm -hmm. Not even an ill thought towards one single person one single time ever. Jesus never missed a God-given opportunity. Men crossing the road wearing three coats. He never missed that opportunity. (laughs) He was never once lazy. He never neglected the spiritual priorities given by God. Mm -hmm. Jesus was literally the epitome of perfection in every sense of the word. Spiritually, Jesus traded his own perfection, his own perfect life, his own perfect obedience for your putrid soul. Yeah. 
spiritually, not just in his birth, but spiritually, Jesus came to trade you spaces. Mm -hmm. uh, I heard a preacher, I, I debated whether to put this in here or not, but I heard a preacher say this week and it really stung for me. Mm -hmm. So I want to sting all of the rest oh, of no. us. So uh, imagine that God creates this perfectly pristine and pure white cradle with pure white velvet blankets and pure white pillows. And therein he lays the absolute perfection of all of creation, an innocent, perfect baby with 10 perfect toes and 10 perfect fingers and a perfect little ears and perfect little nose and perfect little eyes and perfect little eyelids and perfect little... Well, you get the point. <laughs> All of the innocence, all of the perfection, all the purity, all placed in this one little place. Everything about this scene and what God has made is the very definition of perfection. Mm -hmm. And yet imagine that the door opens and on this immaculate image and in this in, in slithers the slimiest, vilest, most horrifying, muddy, filthy, atrocious snake. Mm -hmm. And it makes its way across the white carpet, leaving a slimy, muddy trail on its path. And it slithers over to the side of the crib and it enters into the very place of perfection where this baby was created and laid. Mm -hmm. And then this filthy, vile, slithery serpent wraps its muddy, dirty, slimy self around the perfect, pure baby. And it overtakes the perfection that God had created. And as SpongeBob would say, soil it! <laughs> And so we hear that and we're like, oh, what a horrible thing Satan did. Mm -hmm. This is what the preacher said. No, you are that wretched creature. Mm -hmm. You have lived in such a way as to defile the perfection that God created you for, his image and his likeness, mm -hmm. soiling the very soul that you were given for his glory. Mm -hmm. Do we realize that we have filthy minds? Mm -hmm. Do we realize we have corrupt hands? The Bible says that our mouths speak rot and decay. The Bible thinks very highly of our words. The Bible says that our actions are selfish and demented. As beings, we are absolutely more disgusting and wretched and awful than we could ever, ever, ever comprehend. Mm -hmm. And so we know, right, we look at the, the Garden of Eden scene, we know that the serpent enters the garden and he is sentenced to eternal death, right? We realize that. But do you also realize that we are too? Mm-hmm. What does the Bible say? The wage of sin, the wage of not being perfect, the price of putridness is death. Mm -hmm. Forget the serpent. By the way that we live our lives, we are enemies of God and we're going to be judged by his severe wrath eternally. However, Jesus who did nothing wrong, who deserved no penalty, who rightly earned the praise and worship and applaud of heaven for the perfect life that he had lived, took our penalty. Yep. He paid our price. His death traded spaces with our imperfection. His perfection traded places with our imperfection. He took our place. And so we know that after he died and after he rose again, Jesus ascends back into the perfection of heaven. Mm -hmm. And that could have and should have been the end of the story. And yet God wasn't finished trading spaces because what, is, what does God do? He sends back the Holy Spirit into our lives. Paul writes this, know ye not that ye are the temple of God? Are you aware, Paul says, that because of what Christ has done, you have traded in your stinky stable ways for the most holy of holy places ever described. From the dirtiest to the dwelling place, the home, the habitat of God, the perfect creator himself. We all know that Jesus was born in a barn. 
But do we realize he didn't stay in the barn? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do we realize that? How awkward would the story have gone if for 33 years Jesus was still in that barn? He lived in the barn, Jesus, right? Well, that <laughs> he goes back to sleep in the yeah, little yeah. stable. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a big man, a little, little manger. If Jesus would have refused to leave the stable, and here he is, sent to save the world, sent to multiply fishes and loaves, walk on water, heal the lame, and yet there he sits in the stable, mm-hmm. not willing to go out. Just as Jesus was born in a barn, he grew up to teach in the temple. So he came to do in each of us. Do we realize that? He came to do the same thing with your soul. The day you believe upon Jesus, he enters into your filthy life, the most putrid, disgusting, wretched places known to man. And yet he doesn't stay in these conditions. He doesn't stay in the barn believerism. He doesn't stay in your dirty state. What does he do? Well, he comes into our life and he gets to work cleaning the place up. He, He takes you from a barn believer to the very temple of God. Jesus trades us spaces. Barn for belief, stable for sanctification. Now, with the very life of Christ dwelling within us, Jesus does it again. He enters the filthy residency of our wretchedness. Jesus is once again born into a barn, born into our slimy, slithery souls, and he begins to clean up the place. He removes the filth. He disbands the dirtiness. The Holy Spirit gets to work convicting us of our sins, leading us into the ways of righteousness. The rottenness, the rankness, the things that we once enjoyed are now horrifying to us. The stinky sin, which we once craved, now appalls us. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't stay in the barn. That's the part of the story we never hear. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about all month. (laughs) But the story doesn't end there. Because one day, each person who's placed their faith in Jesus and has completed work will, for the last time, trade spaces. We will say goodbye to this wicked world. We'll leave behind the erroneous earth in exchange for the very perfection of paradise, of heaven itself, that we could never deserve. The trade will then be complete as the gospel makes a full circle. The very place that he left in order to be born in a barn will become our eternal home. We will stand in awe and forever worship the creator who himself willingly traded us spaces. Mm -hmm. That is an amazing story. Mm-hmm. Amen. Not a single comment. You were talking. It was very theatrical. So I know. I'm like, just yeah. like. It was very theatrical. Plus the beginning. I felt like we were reading. You should give me an undertone. You should be like, <laughs> like musically. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we needed. In, in Slither the Snake. <laughs> I mean, we had just the very beginning of it. We did. We did do that. That's fair. We did do that. And then we got on track and just watched. No, but it was very theatrical. It felt like. That was like, it was like a reading. Yeah, Yeah, it was like a reading. No, you're just making me feel bad. Good. Like, I feel like we should be snapping. (laughs) (laughs) Snapping. Snapping. Exactly. I I just, I feel like Christmas is time, like, especially for Christians, we know it's about the manger. We know away in a manger. We know silent night. We know holy night. Like, yes, mm -hmm, thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. What I think we're missing so often is that Jesus didn't stay in the barn. Yeah. Jesus came to clean up your condition Mm -hmm. from the barn condition spiritually to sanctification spiritually. Yeah. Um, it, it would be inconceivable for Jesus to stay in the barn and that story, but he's come to do that same story in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm saying is it should be incomprehensible for us to leave those stinky, sinful, mm-hmm. dirty places, things in our lives. Yeah. I think that it's very easy for us to jump from Christmas to Easter. We're very like, this is, you know, baby in the stable. Now he's suddenly on a cross. Right. Uh, do you yeah. know what I mean? We yeah. kind of mix that in the middle. Like, like we, right. Yeah, we miss the whole in between. Yeah, yeah the whole like, you know, the whole example there. that he set <laughs> yeah. for us. You it's know? like 33 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. But what, part of that, I think, is is just the way 
the world is. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it's like, okay, so like, it's almost like Satan's like, this is the most important man in history. I can't like make them not celebrate him at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll talk about his birth and his death. Yeah. yeah. And, and and that's it. Like Absolutely. we're not gonna talk about anything, yep. mm-hmm. you know, in between. Yep. Because it's like right around Christmas time, you know, everyone has the manger mm-hmm. and everything, you know, and I think I'm sure we'll get to it when Easter gets here. But then you see all the he is risen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's 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 almost treated like he is risen today. And then like, okay, I rose, guys. I'm going to crawl back in the bed. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't risen. think it creates a whole lot of controversy. Like, exactly. like most people, like in general, even if they don't believe in God, even like they still see Easter as Easter and they still see Christmas as Christmas. Mm-hmm. But like you, the it's the in between that's controversial. Yeah. And even even for Christians, like even in, in good Bible believing churches and the circles mm-hmm. that we're in, a lot of times the focus is on I've become a Christian now I'm set for heaven. Mm-hmm. But what we miss is that Jesus did a lot in 33 years. It's yeah. not yes. the beginning of the story, yes. end of the story. Don't yeah. need to look at the in between. No, he's doing a lot in the in between. Mm-hmm. He's in between getting to work. Is, that's the that's yeah, the story. That's, yeah. And so it's the same for mm-hmm. us. Like we can look at our salvation and look at the end of the story when we get to heaven. But but he has a lot of work to do in between. He yep. has a lot of cleaning to do, a lot of changing to do. Mm-hmm. And so the question is this: If we are the temple of God, but your life is filthy and dirty, mm-hmm. check your salvation like yeah. be sure that you're in the faith get That's a feather what... duster yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> a spiritual a faith feather duster faith of course feather, um, but but do you see what i'm saying like if, if you're living a life that is that is sinful and you mm-hmm. know that but you're okay with that check yourself because yep. jesus didn't stay in the barn jesus yep. came to make us the temple of god a yep. clean holy pure place and if he's not continually doing that that should be a red flag for mm-hmm. us in our lives yep i think that the, the point you just now said is is like if we're content to just wallow in the, you know, slab of a, you know, barn or whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, who in their right mind, like, if, if you think about in today's terms, like, who in their right mind would even go from the most, you know, humble of places of living yeah. to saying, I'm going to take you from here yeah. where you at least have, you know, a bathroom and mm-hmm. I'm going to put you in a barn right. okay like yeah. they'll be like no 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 no. i want to stay in yeah. my little you know mm-hmm. what i mean so we we it's it's amazing that you put it in this light yeah. because it's like people who people don't see i don't know the 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 dirt because of the dung or whatever mm-hmm. however you want to put mm-hmm. that that they don't see that until you accept christ and you're like <gasps> This place is filthy. Where's my feather duster? Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like. Well, um, and if you you were to have, you know, some prestigious person come to your house, the president, a king, a queen, whoever it is, Mm -hmm. the the queen died. But if you had someone important come to your house, like Kevin said, you would be a lot more observant of the dust in your house. Yeah. Yes. You'd be yes. a lot more like, oh my goodness, clean mm-hmm. the toilets. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. oh, look, like everyone grab a toothbrush and start scrubbing. Like yes. you would be very much aware all of a sudden of this dirt. And yet how often spiritually are we just like, yes, Jesus lives inside, but it's totally fine. He doesn't mind the cupboards and the dirt <laughs> yeah. and the dust yeah. and the grime and the filth. And he's and it, screaming at us, clean this place. Yeah, like he's yeah. literally like, this is why I came was to get rid of all this. Like, he's standing there with all the cleaning supplies. That's he's like, exactly Let's right. Do this, exactly please. right. And so I guess that's, again, that's the point this month is just he traded us spaces, but he also came. Christmas reminds us of sanctification. Christmas reminds mm-hmm. us that he came to get dirty mm-hmm. in order to make us clean. I yep. guess if I were yeah, to put a tagline on yeah. this. Yep. yep. And so, uh, yeah. Very good. You got a cough drop, which meant you're supposed to say something. It's wore off by now. I have a cough really bad. 
You haven't coughed once. I said I need to cough. Oh. Oh, is that why you're not talking? Mm Mm-hmm. We don't have the that is we don't why. have the camera for to get the side <laughs> shot if you right, over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing at all. So disappointed. You wait till your episode. You wait, won't say you it oh, Yeah, I don't believe that. I'll forget by then, of course. <laughs> uh, all right, today's future content. I love this song. I sing this song constantly. I I feel like I've probably even featured this already, but that's okay because I don't remember. It doesn't seem familiar. to okay, me. Okay, I love this song. I sing it all the time. So it's called Then Christ Came by Mercy Me. And ironically, I don't think it's a Christmas song, but it's a very good Christmas song. Mm. So anyways, check it out. It's on our, we've got it linked below. Uh, today's considerable quote is by Spurgeon. He says this, there will be three effects of nearness to Jesus, humility, happiness, and holiness. Mm. Hmm. Good work. Great. Today's charge up challenge is this, set apart some time for a small Bible study into who God is. J- just take a, take a gander peruse through the pages to see who God is and make a list of his attributes and and who he describes himself to be. And then on the back of that paper, make a list of the ways in which you are unlike him. Mm -hmm. Consider how Christ came to clean you up and transform your life from the barn to the temple, from who he, who you are to who he Mm -hmm. is. And so that reminds me um, of something that recently happened in my life. So a friend of mine, um, she's a very giving person, but she's also very worldly. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she was like, um, I, I don't like churches. I, I'm just a, a giving kind hearted mm-hmm. person, yada, yada, yada. And she said, you know, if people like, if people lived in a giving, forgiving way, you know what I mean? Like, that's the God that I want to yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm like, you are literally saying you want to know God. Like, yeah. that is literally what you are saying. Like, great. You know what I mean? I'm going to jump on this wagon and, you know. Mm-hmm. And I jumped on the wagon and she politely kicked me off. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I was just like, you have such a big heart yeah. and you're a good person. And you're like, and you say you want to know God as this loving, caring God. Yeah. Like, just read the Bible. That's yeah. what I would advise. And she's like, I don't need your advice. Yeah. Bye. Mm-hmm. Poof. And I was just like, It never ceases to amaze me, though, how as people we reject the pureness he's offering mm-hmm. for yeah. the dirt that we love to, and come to know and love. Yep. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Because it's comfortable. It is. I mean, we're what's the character from Charlie Brown? He's got the pig pen. Pig pen. He's got the yeah. dust ball around him floating. Mm-hmm. Every, like, that's us. Yeah. And like, here's Jesus, like you said, standing there with soap and brushing, like, <laughs> let's go. I'm ready. ready. I'm ready. And we're like, no, no, I'm good. Yeah. I like the fleas. Yeah. I like the bugs. I like the smell. And then he's just like, yeah, and, but that like that's that's literally yeah. but it, that's it. And that, that that's a great illustration because if you clean pig pen up, you wouldn't call him pig pen anymore. That's right. mm-hmm. And he would be an unrecognized. He would be a new creature. Old things would be passed away, and all things would become new. And exactly. Squeaky call, clean. Did you say yes. a creature? Well, you see, I stumble because it's creature or creation, and mm-hmm. it's both, and creature. so it's cre- so it's both. It's a creature. Okay. I'm <laughs> like gonna it. trademark that word. That's right. Creature. Yuffins. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that's it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, join us next week for another episode uh, with Trading Spaces. Until yep. then, see you. Bye. Bye.